Hi, hey, hello, everybody. FPL teacher here, bringing you Fulham 1, Man United 2. We look at what Fulham's supporting cast did without the presence of Alexander Mitrovic to see who stepped up, while at the same time, without Ronaldo and Cole and a certain other suspended key individuals, we look at what United did in order to handle their attacking prospects moving forward. Fulham, 4-2-3-1 and Marco Silva has been something relatively known now and it's good to see that after 16 game weeks, he retains this formation and his philosophy, especially in defence. His pressing from his midfield has really been the determinant of a lot of their successes, particularly in the final third because it is how they have stifled a lot of opponents in order to maintain their high-press, one-touch style in the final third. Now, of course, when I say one-touch, I don't mean one-touch link-up play between players. I refer to one-touch passage play in order to set up an attacker for a quick and direct cross. In this particular case, it was William on the left flank, working with Anthony Robinson in order to create a lot of chances at least, especially in the opening period where the home crowd really roared them on. The breakthrough, however, came through a much maligned substitute. Dan James, when he came on for the ineffective Harry Wilson, provided that burst of pace needed, but really it was the courage of a certain Tom Kearney, usually a substitute in the Fulham side, but with Harrison Reed's suspension, Kearney finally got to showcase his passing quality, not just from deep midfield, but on the run, making granite Zaka-like runs into the penalty area using Williams' high positioning and Robinson's aggressive overlapping runs. Now, for FPL purposes, it remains to be seen whether Paulinha will revert back to this role, shifting Harrison Reed in and displacing Tom Kenny once again, but it is Definitely safe to say that if Tom Kenny retains his spot, he has certainly earned it. For FPL purposes, it means that we lose Harrison Reed potentially as a 4.5 midfielder spot. While moving forward, William remains the most attacking gem in terms of influence, while Pereira as an enabler, well, we shall see whether he redevelops chemistry with Mitrovic moving into the festive period. Man United's 4-2-3-1 continued with Casemiro and Eriksen playing from deep midfield, utilizing the free roaming abilities of Bruno Fernandes to morph their formation from a 4-3-3 into a super offensive 4-2-2, sorry, 4-2-4, depending on how far Eriksen and Bruno venture into the final third. The, in this match, we saw here that a lot of quality relied on the left side with Luke Shaw's bombing runs into the penalty area, especially bringing forth the attacking potential of Marcus Rashford in the opening stages and Garnacho later on. So what we're looking for in terms of Man United's attacking potential comes down to the role of Bruno Fernandes without Cristiano Ronaldo. In this new age, we can expect Bruno Fernandes to take up the hard-working selfless runner as he engineers space to compensate for the lack of mobility by Ericsson and Casemiro. 
a lot of the quality chances that United created in the opening period especially involved Casemiro initially beating a man in defense after retaining the ball, especially bypassing Fulham's pressure. From then on, it just came down to where Bruno Fernandes was and what space he attacked into because when he played from the flanks, whether left or right, he sought to play quality balls over the top for Rashford or Martial. Occasionally, Bruno Fernandes did actually burst into space himself, playing as the number 10, forcing his strikers wide in order to play the likes of Martial, making decoy runs, or Rashford slash Ganacho on the left side, basically receiving the ball on the run in the final third in the penalty area, taking shots. Now, interestingly, there were two key substitutions here that threw Fulham off guard because it created asymmetry and hence overloads in the final third. The first was Ganacho on for Martial. Instead of Ganacho slotting in as a number 9, he overloaded the left side with Marcus Rashford, essentially having no strikers for Fulham to mark. What drove Fulham crazy though was Scott McTominay coming on for Ilanga by subbing off a winger with no direct substitute. Essentially, United number 1 overloaded the centre with an extra penalty area presence. Secondly, with no wingers on one particular flank, Bruno Fernandes had a lot of license to roam into that area in order to create chances for the likes of Garnacho later on. This, in terms of FPL, is great news for us because Bruno Fernandes continues to be a valuable catalytic enabler after the World Cup, bringing forth a lot of attacking potential for the likes of Rashford and Martial moving forward before United sign somebody big and high profile in the transfer market. A lot of Man United's FPL potential revolves around this word depends. The style of Man United's goals really benefits different players as the likes of Martial relies on chaos as shown in this particular match, while the likes of Rashford and Ilanga usually rely on more controlled play. Crosses to the far post, runners into the penalty area via the half spaces all favour Rashford and Ilanga, while Garnacho and Martial later on are agents of chaos. As for Fulham, we know what they are good at and what they are not. And really, once again, it has to be said, everything revolves around Mitrovic. Because Fulham are either the Mitrovic-Pereira show, or it comes down to William's partnerships with anybody he works with down the left side. This is FPL Teacher wishing you a Merry Christmas and we'll be seeing you soon after the Boxing Day matches. <laughs>